الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وخاتم النبيين وعلى آله طيبين طاهرين ومن تبعهم بإحسان ودعا بدعوتهم والسن بسنتهم واقتدى بهديهم إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في محكم تنزيله بعد أن أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم طاسيم تلك آيات الكتاب المبين نتلو عليك من نبأ موسى وفرعون بالحق لقوم يؤمنون إلى آخر الآيات My dear respected brothers and sisters and young students and respected elders in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته These are <coughs> the opening ayat from Surah Al-Qasas that I've recited and during the nightly tafsirs in Ramadan one night I had discussed this and the brothers they mentioned that this should be shared again this is something very beneficial and something that is timely for us a timely reminder from, uh, for us from the Quran from the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us strength in, this, in these times of crises that we are going through so I will be going over some of the points from these beginning ayat of Surah Al-Qasas and related to our present condition Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts Surah Al-Qasas, Qasas means stories various different stories are mentioned in this surah this is the 28th surah of the Quran starts in the 20th juz of the Quran and all of the stories that are mentioned in the Quran are a lesson for us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ Indeed in the stories mentioned in the Quran there is a lesson for those who have intelligence مَا كَانَ حَدِيثًا يُفْتَرَى They are not fabricated things that are made up وَلَكِنْ تَصْدِيقَ الَّذِي بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ They testify to the truth of the previous scriptures وَتَفْصِيلَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ And they mention the details of everything which is required for us وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَ لِقُومِ يُؤْمِنُونَ In a source of guidance and mercy for those who believe So this is a source of mercy for us This is a source of guidance for us And this is a lesson for us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says also to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that these stories we have revealed unto you so that we can give consolation to your heart so there is one of the purposes for the stories mentioned in the Quran is that we can gain solace and comfort Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was informed about the challenges that the previous prophets alayhi wa sallam faced and the opposition they faced from their respective nations and how they persevered under those trying circumstances and how courageous they were and how determined they were and this became a means of comfort for Rasulullah a means of inspiration for Rasulullah so we also, if Rasulullah gained inspiration from these stories <coughs> we can also gain inspiration from these stories definitely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins the surah with huruf al-muqatta'at some of those letters, Allah alone knows the true meaning of them. Tilka ayatul kitab al-mubin. tilka ayatul kitab al-mubin. These are the verses of the book al-mubin, which clearly delineates and explains to us that which is necessary. Al-mubin, the one that makes bayan and explains that which is necessary. Natlu alayka min nabi Musa wa Fir'aun bilhaq. We are revealing unto you some of the news regarding Musa alayhi salam and Fir'aun. Bilhaq 
and what I'm revealing unto you, Allah Ta'ala is saying to Rasulullah, this is bilhaq, this is the absolute truth. Nothing is made up, nothing is weak in this narration. And this story will be beneficial. Those who disbelieve in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who disregard it completely, they will not gain any inspiration, they will not gain any strength. Those who believe in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will be the ones who will benefit. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Fir'auna ala fil ard. Verily, Fir'aun, he was very arrogant over the earth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This earth which belongs to Allah. This land which belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Lillah, Yurituha man yasha min ibadi. He grants it to whom he wishes from amongst his slaves. So Fir'aun was granted authority, but he misused this authority. He chose to have ulu and greatness over the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he divided the people into different groups. These are the Qipti people, the Egyptian Copts, and these are the Palestinians' uh, origins. These are the Bani Israel who came from Palestine. One of the groups, he demoted them, he ridiculed them, he, he enslaved them, he took away their rights. And what was he doing? He was slaughtering all of their male children. And he was keeping alive their daughters. Verily, he was amongst one of those who was creating great corruption and fasad on the earth. So this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduces this great tyrant of all times. One of the greatest tyrants of all times, Fir'aun. There's none that can match him in his tyranny, in the oppression, in the zulm that he did. He went so far as to declare himself to be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be the Lord as is mentioned in the Quran, he said, "Ana rabbukum al-ala." I am your Lord, the Most High. So when we see the tyrants of today, we see the oppression that is committed by different dictators throughout the world, different arrogant people who have been granted authority. Then we should not become so shocked or depressed that how are we going to deal with this? What is going to happen? Because history has witnessed greater tyrants than them in the past. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this tyrant Fir'aun as well. Many people are scared, many people are depressed, many people are very anxious and worried what is going to happen if a particular candidate, for example, we don't even want to spoil our Muslim by taking his name, if he wins the election, what is going to happen to our rights? So no matter how corrupt this individual might be, how racist the individual might be, Definitely he cannot be worse than Fir'aun. He cannot be worse than Fir'aun. Look at what Allah Ta'ala says about Fir'aun. The way he was committing zulm and oppression on the Bani Israel, the children of the Anbiya alayhim salam. Bani Israel means the children of Israel. Who is Israel alayhi salam? Israel alayhi salam is the name of Yaqub alayhi salam. So these are the children of the Anbiya alayhim salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about them in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen this peop- these people and had selected them and sent thousands of his anbiya alayhimu salam amongst them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ يَقُومِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ 
Remember when Musa salam said to his people, O oh my people, remember the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you. Ya qawmi thkuru ni'matullahi alaykum. Remember the favors of Allah upon you. Izja'ala feekum anbiya. Waja'alakum muluka. Wa'ataakum ma lam yu'ti ahadan min al-alameen. That he has created thousands of prophets amongst your, amongst your nation, amongst your tribe. And has created kings amongst you. And he has given you virtue and, and fadila over everyone else in the world. وَآتَاكُمْ مَا لَمْ يُؤْتِ أَحَدًا مِنَ الْعَالَمِينَ Meaning in their era, in their time. Of course, this Ummah of Rasulullah Wasallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, very clear-cut term says, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّهُ أُخْرِجَتَ لِلنَّاسِ You are the best of all the nations. So this Ummah, as it has the, the best of all the prophets, is the best of all nations. But in their respective time, they were the best of the people, selected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the Mufassirin, Zujaj alayhi, he mentions a very interesting point. He says that this was something very illogical that Fir'aun was doing, killing all the children. Everyone knows that why he did this was one of the astrologers and those who would prophesize events had told him that there will be a child that will be born in the Bani Israel and this child will grow up and will become the means of your destruction and will be the means of the end of your kingdom. And he will take over your kingdom and you will lose your kingdom. So he was so scared about this just because of this one report, that one, one prophecy of one, of one of his ministers. Then he passed the decision that every child that will be born, every male child that will be born to any family in the Bani Israel. The police were on the lookout. His soldiers were there in the streets. As soon as they found out any indication, they would receive, they would go to the house and snatch the newborn baby and uh, take it to his death. Such a heartless man he was. And, and he would keep the daughters alive for fulfilling their, their passions and their desires and, their, and, their, uh, and for khidmah and service of their homes. To keep them as maids. And this continued on. So Zujaj uh, mentions that this is, there are two possibilities. Either this prophecy was, is true or is false. There's only two possibilities. If the prophecy is true, then that means it's going to happen no matter what. The child will be born, the child will become the means of the destruction of Firaun, and he's going to lose. Because the prophecy is true, and the prophecy has to, uh, will occur exactly as prophesied. That is one option. The other option is that it's false. And if it's false, then nothing's going to happen. So either way you look at it, there's absolutely no point of killing all the boys. Because if the prophecy is true, you kill all the boys, he's going to escape somehow. And if the prophecy is false, then why are you killing all these innocent thousands of children? But he did not have logic. He was overcome by fear. Despite having all the authority in the land, the army, the government, he was still so afraid, he went ahead and did such a, uh, um, such a great tragedy he committed. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that this was what's happening outwardly. But on the other hand, there is a hidden plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that plan is unfolding behind the scenes. No one knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is planning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَنُرِيدُ We had already intended that we are going to favor and grant our favor, our man is favor to those people who are treated as very weak and downtrodden 
the downtrodden people, the suppressed people, the oppressed people, I had decided, Allah says, that I was going to favor them. And I had decided I was going to make them the leaders. And I was going to make them uh, the inheritors. Just like a son inherits the wealth from his father intact, he receives it. And this is one of the strongest ways of milkia, of, of gaining ownership. If you buy something and there could be a problem and it, had to, it has to be returned. But when you inherit something, then you do not return it back to the one who has gone already into the grave. It is a solid form of ownership. And it is your birthright. You inherit because you are the son, biological son of the deceased. No one can take that away from you. No one else can claim, come and say that you are not the son, you don't deserve it. It's mine. So this is a solid form of ownership. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses that strong word here. We are going to make them the inheritors of everything that Fir'aun and his soldiers and his army and his group will leave behind. How did that happen? There was no civil war where possibly there could be some collateral damage to the palaces. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that um, regarding وَكُنُوزٍ وَمَقَامٍ كَرِيمٍ وَنَعْمَةٍ كَانُوا فِيهَا فَاكِهِينَ كَذَلِكَ أَوْرَثْنَاهَا قَوْمًا آخرين. Kunuz means treasures. And Maqab and Karim are beautiful places to live. In another place Allah Ta'ala says, وَزُرُوعٍ and fields and qusur, palaces and blessings. كَانُوا فِيهَا فَاكِهِينَ that they were enjoying. كَذَلِكَ كَذَلِكَ means exactly in the same way they were preserved. They were transferred, the ownership was transferred to the Bani Israel. Firon and his army and his court, they left their palaces, they left their gardens intact as is went out to follow the Bani Israel and we know they were drowned and the keys were handed over to the Bani Israel without a single scratch. <coughs> so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a plan. One is the call, the plan of Allah is the taqween of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his cone. The planning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world. And one is the tashri' of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are obligated to follow. So we are not mandated to interfere in the taqween of Allah. Our responsibility is to make sure we are fulfilling the tashri'ah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many times what happens is that we look at the taqween, what's happening in the world, and then we become very depressed, very anxious. What is happening? We are responsible to see what am I doing? Am I doing everything right according to the order of Allah or not? Am I bringing the sunnah of Rasulullah into my life or not? To the best of my ability, am I... Implementing the deen in my life, in my wife's life, in my kid's life, in my neighbors, in my community. Am I doing effort? Am I becoming an agent of positive change? That is what we are responsible for, to the best of our ability. The conditions of the nations, the rise and falls of nations, this is in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might decide to test different people for various reasons. He might, try, he might be deciding to punish people. He might be deciding to elevate the status of people. And he might be deciding to grant them greater rewards in the hereafter. And that is, Allah knows best what is the hikmah and wisdom behind his taqween. We are not responsible for all of the events in the world. We are responsible to make sure that we are doing the best of our ability. So this is comforting for those who might be overcome by anxiety. Of course, the flip side of this is that we cannot resort to becoming completely complacent and have no concern whatsoever. That is the other extreme, where a person is not concerned about anything in the world, does not even have the, the level of concern to raise his hands and make dua 
for what is happening. We, can, uh, we are addressing one issue at a time. That is a separate issue. The reality of al-imanu bayna raja wal khawf. The reality of faith is between hope and fear. So those who uh, are just worried about fulfilling their desires and passions, and they are not stressed about any thing that's happening in the world, have no concern whatsoever, that is not a way of a believer as well. A person has to have concern and has to be making efforts. What I'm addressing now is are those who are totally overcome by depression and a level of anxiety that they're not being able to be productive in their lives, not able to lead a productive life with their family, with their kids, because they are always stressed about the conditions of the world. For them, they can rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They should rely that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in charge of everything. Whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about governments changing in the Quran and the authority in the land changing from one hand to another hand, He always mentions that I am in control. For example, in Surah Al-Rum, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alif Mim Rum. These are current events from the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that there were two superpowers. There was the Roman Empire and the Persian Empire. And they were competing with one another. The Persian Empire was based in Iran. And Madain was their capital. The Sassanid Empire, the Sassaniyun. And then the, the Roman Empire, when we say Roman Empire, is actually the Eastern Roman Empire. which The Roman Empire broke into the Eastern Roman Empire and the Western Roman Empire. The Western Roman Empire was based in Rome. The Eastern Roman Empire was based in Constantinople, Constantinia, which later on is now called Istanbul. So this Eastern Roman Empire, these two empires were fighting with each other. One is based in present-day Turkey, and one is based in present-day Iran. And the land in between them was Iraq and Sham. West of Iran, east of, uh, of Turkey. And they were competing over this middle territory. And what happened was, the Persians, who were fire worshippers and mushrikeen, the, the Quraysh, who were also mushrikeen, used to root in their favor and would support them and would be happy with their success. And the believers in the early Meccan era, they used to be on the side of the Romans. They used to prefer the Romans because the Romans were believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, believers in divine revelation, and believers in the last day. Of course, they committed the big mistake of believing Isa alayhi salam to be the son of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Persians, they defeated the Romans, and they routed them from Iraq and Sham, and they're literally coming near to the capital in Pustantaniya, and had completely defeated the Persians. They had kicked them out of the area in between. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, contrary to all the conventional wisdom of the time and what everyone would understand as possible, prophesied something which was very strange. Allah ta'ala says, Ghulibati Rum, the Romans have been destroyed, have been vanquished, have been decimated. Fi adnal ardi in the nearby land, just north of Arabia. But Allah says that look, despite how heavy the odds might seem, in a very short period of time, they are once again going to recover all the lost territory and they are going to beat back the Persians. How, when is this going to happen? In, in a few years. Bid'un means between three to nine. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, okay, now the Persians, first the uh, Persians are on top, now the Romans will come on top in the future. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, But in reality, all authority rests with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone before as well as afterwards. When the Persians are in charge, who is really in charge? Allah is in charge. 
When the Romans win, who is in charge? Allah is in charge. If the Republicans win, if the Democrats win, who is in charge of all affairs? Allah is in charge. Lillahi al-amru min qablu wa min ba'du. To Allah belongs all affairs before the election, after the election. If the Democrat is there, if the Republican is there, this is all the drama. In reality, lillahi al-amru, all authority lies in subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when this prophecy was made by Allah in the Quran, then uh, Ubayy ibn Khalaf, he scoffed at it and he said, this is absolutely ridiculous, this can never happen. And I'm ready to even make a bet of 100 camels. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu took up the offer and he eventually had to pay that. When did this happen? On the same day of the Battle of Badr. It was a coincidence. Allah Ta'ala knows there's no coincidences. Allah had decreed such that the day the believers defeated the believers of Medina defeated the Mushrikeen of Mecca in the, in the battle of Badr. On the same day, the Romans, they vanquished the Persians. Allah Ta'ala says, وَيَوْمَ And on that day, the believers will be very, very happy with the help of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. يَنْصُرُ مَنْ يَشَعَ It is up to him, he will help whoever he wishes. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala helped the believers and they defeated the Mushrikeen. And the same day, the news arrived that the Romans had defeated the Persians. Then Abu Bakr radiallahu got the hundred camels from Ubay ibn Khalaf and he distributed that in sadaqah. He did not enjoy that himself as winning the bet as we would perhaps, but rather he gave that all in sadaqah. He was a siddiq of this ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in the Quran, ala lisani Musa alayhi salam, as Musa alayhi salam is addressing his people, that in the lillah, this earth belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yurithuha man yasha'u min ibadi. He will grant authority over this earth to whom he wishes from amongst his slave. And يُرِثُهَا مَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِ means he will grant authority over this earth to whom he wishes from amongst his slave. Meaning it is not a requirement from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that only the most righteous ones will receive authority over this earth. Only those who have taqwa will have authority on the earth. No, it's open. It's general. Man yasha, whoever he wishes, for whatever reasons he has in his infinite wisdom, he will grant authority over this earth to whom he wishes. Sometimes good and just people, sometimes oppressive people. He knows why. Is this the same thing with regards to the hereafter? No. When it comes to the hereafter, there's a difference. And that is mentioned right after that. Wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqeen. And the good final ending, of course, is reserved for the muttaqeen. You see the difference? One is authority over this earth. He will grant authority over this earth to whom he wishes from amongst his slaves. The beautiful ending is reserved. It belongs only to those who have taqwa in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala says, We decided to give authority to the Bani Israel in the earth. And we wanted Fir'aun and Haman and his armies that they are going to see and witness with their own eyes that which was their greatest fear, that they will be destroyed. How did this happen? We, the time is now ended. We do not have time to continue with this passage, but it's very beautiful. The most beautiful part of it is still to come, but I will summarize it within one minute, inshallah, and conclude, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have made it happen in any other way, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to show his actual power. And wanted to show Fir'aun that no matter how much he is plotting, he cannot go against the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The plan of Allah is supreme. So this killing continued of the boys. But it became so worse 
and so bad and disastrous for the economy as the slave labor that they had for building their projects was diminishing. And finally, the advisors told Fir'aun, you cannot keep up this killing of the boys. We need more labor for our projects. So he, he was stuck. Now, what should he do? So then he said, okay, if I cannot kill all of them, I'll try my chances. One year I'll kill the boys, and one year I'll let them live. At least it's better than nothing, from his perspective. So he started killing the boys one year and letting them live one year. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could very easily have allowed Musa to be born in the year when the kids are not being killed. But Allah ta'ala wanted to show his power and his qudra. He allowed Harun alayhi salam, who actually happens to be the older brother of Musa alayhi salam, to be born in the year when the boys were not being killed. So Harun alayhi salam was born in that year, safely, soundly, was born and he was raised, no problem. No one came to take him and snatch him. But Musa alayhi salam was born in the year when the children were being killed, taken from the arms of their mothers. Allah Ta'ala says, وَأُوحِيْنَا إِلَىٰ أُمِّ مُوسَىٰ And we sent the revelation to the mother of Musa alayhi salam, continue to suckle your baby. فَإِذَا خِفْتِ عَلَيْهِ When you are afraid about him, when you see the soldiers are knocking on the door, breaking it down, then do something which is the most unreasonable thing ever imaginable. Most illogical thing. But this is an order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a matter of trust. Do you trust in the order of Allah? When it makes sense, you follow the order of Allah. When it does not make sense, you follow the order of Allah. She was so closely attached to her baby, a suckling baby. And this is the closest attachment between any two humans physically possible. Is attachment between a mother who is suckling her infant. Between the mother and the infant. Every two hours, she is feeding that baby. She is so closely attached. What is the order? فَأَلْقِيهِ فِي الْيَمِ Throw him in the water. Throw him in the river. Throw this defenseless baby in the water. And then on top of that, وَلَا تَخَافِي Don't be afraid. What's going to happen to him? How can you not be afraid? How difficult is this command? وَلَا تَحْزَنِي And do not grieve. Because I'm promising you, إِنَّا رَادُّوهُ إِلَيْكِ I will return this baby back to you. وَجَعِلُهُ مِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ And on top of it, bonus, is that I will make him a prophet as well. SubhanAllah. So Musa salam's mother fulfilled this order of Allah. She passed this test. She told her sister, the sister of Musa to follow the baby. And she went and she saw that the baby is going right into the palace, into the center of the evil, into the palace of Fir'aun. The wife of Fir'aun, she falls in love with the baby. She says to Fir'aun, This is the coolness of my eyes and your eyes. Do not kill him. Then they try to suckle the baby. No, the baby is not drinking the milk of anyone. Allah had made the milk of all the women haram for him. And then Musa says, Shall I not inform you of a beautiful, good home? There's a lady who can suckle him. And then they bring the mother of Musa and he accepts the milk of his own mother. And the uh, queen says, Stay here with us. And she says, No, I have a husband, I have a duty, I have to go back home. She begs him, she begs her to stay. She says, no, I cannot. Now she has the leverage. And then she says, okay, take all these gifts, take all these presents, and take all this monthly stipend and money and gold coins and take care of the baby, but return him after he passes the age of suckling. Allah Ta'ala says in conclusion, فَرَدَدْنَاهُ إِلَىٰ أُمِّهِ So we return the baby back to the mother. How long was she separated? Only a few minutes. But you have to take that leap of faith. When the order of Allah Ta'ala comes, don't look at ifs and buts and the circumstances. If you take the leap of faith, follow through with the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no matter how difficult outwardly it might seem, 
then success is yours. That is what Allah is saying. That is a lesson for us. This is the last ayat we will cover today. That Allah says, we returned the baby back to his mother. So her eyes will be cool with seeing the baby in her arms and she will not have any grief. Relief for her and relief of her grief. And so that she can realize that the promise of Allah is the truth. The promise of Allah is the truth. The promise of Allah extending towards us is also the truth. The promise, all the promises of Allah, Allah does not break any of His promises. The promise of Allah is the truth. But sad reality is still many do not understand. Many do not believe. May Allah not make us among those many. May Allah make us amongst the few who believe in His promises and fulfill His orders and see success coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all conditions. Wa akhud awana alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi. Perform sunnah inshallah.